Hello to all you doinks out there and welcome back to another episode of Doinked with myself, Michaela, Josh, and some color commentary from Meredith uh, are back to talk about a very wild week in several Couple different weeks of sports. sports actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're highlighting the ne- this last week is really what we're highlighting between Sunday's adventures with F1 and Indy, mm-hmm. the finishing of the every Eastern series and Western Conference, except for hockey. Hockey mm-hmm. still has one more, more game. game. That's yeah. tonight. Gonna be massive. Rangers and Pan- uh, Rangers and Hurricanes. That's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a great game. Can, can the can the Rangers break Carolina's home streak? That's, if there's a day, if there's a time to if break it, time to do it, it. Do it now. They have to do it now because it's do or die. It's yeah. game. Se- I love game sevens in hockey. It I, is. I really electric. love game sevens. Um, obviously. We're going to go over our NBA Finals matchup, which none of us got right. Nope. Nope. We all missed that one. So um, let us start with, let's start with racing because I think that's going to be the easiest topic to talk about. So do you want to start with F1, Josh? Yeah, I'll start with F1. We'll start with the past couple of weeks. Um, We had the, I believe it was the Barcelona Grand Prix. Two weeks ago, let me just confirm that that was the correct race. Monaco was yesterday, right? Yeah. Monaco, yes. was, Monaco yesterday. was yesterday. Yep. Um, and Monaco is a race all about pit stra- strategy. Yep. It is all about pit strategy. Yeah. So it was the Spain Spanish Grand Prix. Um, to, uh, not la- not yesterday, but the week prior. Um, which started with um, Leclerc at pole again. Uh, with Verstappen at two, Sainz in three, Russell four, and Perez five, and Hamilton. So it was a very, very top-heavy um, race because we had the three biggest teams, Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari, in the top six. The race, um, the first DNF in Charles Leclerc's year happened. Um, it was because of... Engine failure, I believe. He had an engine issue um, very, very late into the race where he led a vast majority of it. And the race actually... Actually, no, it was very early in the race because the back and forth in Spain was between George Russell, who led the most of the race, and um, Max Verstappen, who kind of battled back and forth. And then towards the end of the race, Checo came up and took out Russell in the last couple of laps. So we had a 1-2 Red Bull finish. And the only reason why I know Leclerc was knocked out early because you started watching the race before I woke up. (laughs) Yes. And then in Monaco. Monaco was um, chaos, which everyone loves when Monaco is chaos. Because it's an interesting track. It's a street circuit. It is a very skinny street circuit because it was made for the cars that were it was made for the cars that were very back in like thin the 1930s fit two three next to each other and you yeah. could actually get passing you can pass at the chicane and you can pass at the drs zone between the last and the first turn mm-hmm. that's the only places you really can pass or you can pass people when they go out into the pit mm-hmm. which is where the big flips happened here a very poor pit stop for Red Bull, a double stack pit stop where Carlos came in first and then Checo, not Checo, uh, Leclerc came in after but had to wait 
because they told him too late, stay out, stay out. You'll come in next lap for your uh, for your tires. He that came was it for Red Bull, Leclerc. No, it was for it was a Ferrari. I mean. Yeah, I was about to say I'm like for a bad a double stock for yeah. uh, for Ferrari. Ferrari. Red Bull had an incredible double stop the lap afterwards. Yeah, where Checo came in, Checo came back out up front in front of Carlos, mm-hmm. and then Max came in behind, and Max kept up in front of Leclerc, who dropped back from first to fourth. Now that's not the the biggest chaos. The biggest chaos was that the race started 45 minutes late and it started on wets because it rained for 45. So the race was going to be delayed nine minutes before the formation lap. They started the formation laps. Um, they got through two of them and then it just started pouring. So they had to pull out into the pit lane. That was about a 25 minute red flag. Um, and then it finally cleared off, and they started racing. And then there was another red flag after a terrifying crash for Mick Schumacher, where his engine bay was off of his car. The rear wheels were off of his car. He spun out into the barricade, which luckily he was okay. He got up and out. It was a yellow flag for him for moving the car. Mm-hmm. It turned to a red when they had to re-put the barricade back into position because you had the Stuarts out there and all that. You have another spin out. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, best save of the year also happened this weekend. Uh, we actually had two really good ones. Um, Yuki Sonoda, I believe, had a really good save. Um, he kind of spun out a little bit. He went out of bounds, obviously, but he gave his position back. Um, and then Carlos came up behind Checo very very late in the race, probably six to seven minutes left in the race because they ran out of time. They had to go to a, clock, a countdown timer as opposed to finishing laps mm-hmm. because of all the red flags. Um, he spun out but kept his position, just dropped maybe two-tenths of a second behind um, che- uh, Checo. This is Checo's third ever win First first place in uh, Formula One, his first ever in Monaco. Wow. I think his first ever podium in Monaco, too. So, very, very big last couple of weekends. Um, Red Bull continues to top the constructors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, what is their lead like now? I feel like it's closing a little tiny bit, but not... I feel like they still have a giant lead. Wasn't Verstappen in first place? Vers- oh, yeah, he is. So, Verstappen is... He's nine points clear of Leclerc right now. Mm-hmm. And Checo is six points behind Charles. So Max is sitting at 125. Leclerc is at 116. And Perez is one oh, uh, 110. With George Russell in fourth at 84. Wow. And then right behind him is Carlos at 83. And behind Carlos in sixth is Lewis at 50. You have like huge. You have two huge. And then Lando's at seven at forty eight. So it's Lando. Lando Norris for uh, McLaren. Oh. Because right now, without points, currently only three, um, three drivers: Nicholas Latifi, Nico Hulkenberg, who drove for um, Aston while Stroll had COVID, and Mick Schumacher of Haas. Do Haas. Because uh, Zhou Guan Yu has got one point, Stroll's got two, Albon's got three, Vettel's got five, Pierre Gasly has six, 
Fernando Alonso, 10. Yuki and Danny Ricardo, both at 11. Kevin Magnuson, 15. Esteban Ocon at 30. Valtteri Baltas at 40. And then again, Lando, Lewis, Carlos, George, Sergio, Charles, and Max. All right. Let's go to the Thank Indy you, 500. Matthew, for getting Josh into Formula One. Let's get to the Indy 500. I know your races are twisting and turning. Mm-hmm. There's rights, there's lefts. There is not a better race in the world than the Indy 500. Than the Indy 500. There isn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just a bunch of lefts. Just a bunch of lefts. It's a big oval. It's a big oval that you can fit not only the Dallas Cowboy Stadium in, but Yankee Stadium, as well as every other large stadium in every other sport inside just the infield. What about Allegiant? Yeah. It. You take the largest stadiums in all the sports from each of the other sports, and you can fit it on the inside of that oval. And that's just in the grass area. Forget mm-hmm. the track. Indy is an experience. An experience. That's what I've heard. Yeah, but the Indy 500 doesn't even happen in Indianapolis. Doesn't it happen in Kentucky? No. It happens at the Brickyard in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh. I don't, I don't watch th- racing. I, the problem is I'm when you're thinking of Churchill the Derby. Downs. You're thinking oh. of Churchill Downs, which is in Kentucky, which is for the Kentucky Derby, which is horses. <laughs> <laughs> but they go around in circles, too. Yes, they, they do. do. Yeah, because you can't imagine Jeez. a horse taking I'm just looking at left. How Wait, right. What was the name how? of the horse that even won this year? It's a good I question. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to horse racing. I'm just looking at how big the Indy Oval is. It's monstrous. Let me, let me see. Monstrous. But to get to the race itself, Scott Dixon was in control of this race. The big storylines coming into this were Chip Ganassi racing, Helio Castroneves drive for five, and would Scott Dixon run the table? He had pole, and he was controlling this race. Controlling. Great stops. Whenever there was a caution, he kept in front of the pack. He then sped on pit road with less than 30 to go. Ends the race. Ends it right there. Leaves it open for many other drivers to come into it. Castro Nevers was kind of out of it. He finished, I believe, ninth or 10th. The big winner in this was Marcus Erickson, who ended up winning the Indy 500. Um, this was his first clean win in which uh, there wasn't outside um, elements that created a situation where he could catch the leader mm-hmm. he was the leader at the red flag at the end of this race he was clear of the field by three seconds and then there was a hard crash i believe jimmy johnson yes jimmy johnson formerly of nascar is now a rookie in indycar 40 <laughs> something years old he's a rookie in yeah, IndyCar. So i don't even know indy 500 people because i thought nascar was indy 500 but never no it's indycar no it's indycar yeah. it's a completely different sport it's open wheel very similar to uh um, very similar formula, to formula one. one yeah and a lot of formula one drivers will leave formula one to go to indy because the field's a little bit closer where the cars aren't as um dynamically different from brand to brand mm-hmm. everything gets a little bit closer because mm-hmm. there's a little bit more rules and regulations and then you go to stock car because every car is built exactly the same mm-hmm. you can't make any differences it's all about the driver yep so as you branch out to from nascar to formula one the drivers get weaker and the cars get better as you come into nascar the drivers get better and the cars get weaker that's my opinion just somebody mm-hmm. who's been watching 
auto racing for a very long time, the best drivers in the world are NASCAR drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. are. Because they all drive the, the same, same car. The same thing, yep. If you put a NASCAR driver in an open wheel car, it's going to be very difficult for them to get used to it, but they're... But if they have the right money and the right team, they're going to get the best car on the track. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a constructors' cup as well. Yes, because it's it's what team can perform the best. Correct. Yeah. Now NASCAR has teams. IndyCar has teams. Like I was saying, Chip Ganassi, mm-hmm. Chip Ganassi, um, won um, the 500 because Marcus Erickson was his driver. But the thing about the the Indy 500 that's great to me, okay, it's kind of like when you talk about, um, is it the Masters where they get a green jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The Indy 500. You get milk, a lay of roses, and you get to kiss the bricks. Like, nothing better. Mm -hmm. Nothing better. In all of motorsports, there isn't anything better. I was happy to sit there. I watched the whole race. There's way too much to highlight. There were some hard hits in this. Oh, there were a lot of really crazy... Jimmy Johnson hit hard towards the end of the race. Was Um, it this year? The... I can't... I don't know what... Don't know what brand. Don't know whatever. The yellow car that hit and flipped... Hit the wall and flipped and he skid. No, 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 that didn't happen this year. No, that no. was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah, this year there was a couple of, like I said, there was a couple of really hard hits. Um, they even had, like I said, towards the end of the race, he had to call a red flag because there was so much debris to pick up from one crash. Mm-hmm. Johnson hit nose first into the, uh, into the wall. But I mean, with the technology the way they are, safer barriers the way they are. I mean, they do the cars built the way they are. I mean, that's able the to same. Absorb a lot. That's very similar to um, mixed crash this yeah this past weekend. I'll show you it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I, it, the, those open wheel cars when they hit, it's scary. It's it's very scary yeah. because it's just like pieces flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like wheels are coming off and tires are blowing. It, it's it's another world, unlike NASCAR. And I mean, they've kept they've been, NASCAR's kept the cars on the ground a lot more. In recent True. years, but I can remember Carl Edwards flipping in Talladega and flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and landing on his tires. And he's being like, okay, I'm out of the car. Thumbs up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Marcus Harrison wins the Indy 500. I would have loved to see Castro Nevis get his fifth. That would have been awesome, but I would have put him ahead of everybody because uh, he's in a... His fifth Indy? Fifth Indy. Wow. There's, uh, he's in a three-way tie with four Indies. Um... I believe it's Foyt, AJ Foyt, um, him, and why do I want to say it's an Andretti? Hold on, son of a bitch. Well, as he looks this up, here's my color commentary. Every time he said Scott Dickinson, my brain just went to Scott Disick. <laughs> oh my god. My, my, my soul hurts. Bringing I the Kardashians at a time And like then the this. only NASCAR driver, so I know like a few NASCAR drivers, obviously, like I know like the big names. But like okay, also who, who, the who are the big who are the big names? I'd love to or, hear this. Or so like I knew Jimmy Johnson. Okay, so Al Unser and um is it Scott Mears? Fuck. Rick Mears. So AJ Foy, Al Unser, Rick Mears, and Helio Castroneves. There are four drivers who have won four Indy five hundred. That's insane. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. How long is the career usually of a IndyCar driver? <sighs> it varies. I mean, these guys can go for a long time. Um, Helio won his first Indy in 2001. Wow. Um, and he won last year. So 20 years in between Indy 500 wins. Wow. Um, he did win back to back. He won, he went 01, 02. Then he won again in 2009. And then obviously 21. 21. Damn. So, I mean, some of these guys can have long careers or Mm -hmm. you can just have a strong family. The Andretti's. Mm -hmm. You have Mario, you have Michael, and now you have Marco. 
and instead of the, the one person staying in the racing for so long, you just reproduce yeah, yeah, exactly. and you dump someone in. That's very, very similar to Formula One as well. You have Michael Schumacher, who is one of, if not the most prolific Formula One driver of, of all, all time. time. And then you have a son. And then you have Mick yep. Schumacher, who yep. is driving now. Yeah. You have the Verstappens. Yep. You have, I believe... Well, you have the Earnhardts in NASCAR. Yeah. Yep. I, I believe the one. Lando... Huh? I know Dale Earnhardt. Which well, one? Should. Junior. Okay. He has a father. father. His I father. Know. Okay. I know Jeff Gordon. I know Kyle Busch. I know Jimmy Johnson. You know Kyle has a brother? Yes, I do. What's his name? Don't know the name, but I know he has a brother. <sighs> so you don't know the brother. <laughs> Who's actually the better... Uh, uh, splitting hairs here. I prefer Kurt over Kyle, even though Kyle's won a championship and Kurt hasn't. But only reason probably why I know Kyle because he won a championship. <laughs> he drove the M&M car. Oh, that's that probably why. <laughs> that is also why. We love nepotism, babies. All right. So, racing's out of the way. Yeah. Basketball? Green. Yeah, let's go basketball first because NHL is definitely more exciting and I want to end with that. Mm-hmm. All right. How is it more exciting? You're talking about the NHL? Celtics? The Celtics as a defeating. sport. As a sport. Okay, as a sport. NHL is more exciting. But then you have the Celtics who defeated the Nets, defeated the Bucks, and then defeated Miami story. last it's a story night. Line. But yes. To get to the final Miami Heat. Huh? And understaffed Miami Heat. And understaffed and And understaffed Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. A discombobulated Nets. But they won. regardless they of won. all of that, they won. The Celtics ha- did beat uh, Miami in Game 7 to go to the NBA Finals. Amid, barely. A, amid a bunch of calls <sighs> and a bunch of missed calls and overturns, um, I... I'll tell you this. If... Miami was more on their game with their free throws, and if that Strauss three sat, if it stayed when they called it off, Miami would have won that game. Well, they also they shot they shot worse. They shot, they shot worse. They, they shot, shot like crap, th- and especially three pointers. And sometimes you die, you live and die by the three. Yeah. And a lot of times that's what the Celtics did. Now, granted. We shot barely in double digits with threes. We shot 11, but Miami shot six. So we had two times as more as threes. And so Strauss's one, in theory, shouldn't have done a lot, but in the situation that it was in... Where were we at with free throws? Listen, this game should not have even went to a game seven. Okay? Three throws, we thought we shot 16. They shot 16, we shot 19. So not big of a difference. This game should have never went... This series should have never went seven. No. They should okay? have won game six. Jalen Brown should have hit those two free throws. Yeah. At the end of six, to, to to put them up, instead of missing both, and then the Heat went right down the court, scored, got the ball back on a turnover, and scored again and put the game yeah. out of reach. That's it. I don't know. They had such a great game plan in the first half of the games with Bam out of bio and keeping him at bay. And just the last three games, they were like, you know what? Let's just let... Because you, you Let's can't let stop Bam Jimmy. do what he does. You can't, let, you can't stop Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler averaged over 30... Like, 47 game six, 35 last night. Yeah, so, and he had more 40 points games in the playoffs, had zero in the regular season, so you're not going to stop him. It's everyone else you have to stop. And in the last just three let, games... Or just Lowry fall out, because he's yeah. an idiot. Yeah, and he, I don't know. I don't know with Lowry. He, I don't know what his whole deal was. I know he was injured a little bit too, but still, that doesn't that doesn't cut it. They just let Bam go wild. And in this game, they had a double-digit lead at one point. And then when I put it down, I go back and I'm like, oh... It's cut in half now. Yeah. It's like, that is something you cannot afford to do with 
the Warriors because you'll be up 10 on the Warriors. And then next thing you know, two minutes later, you're you'll down be down two. six or two or like. Because it'll just be four threes in a row. Exactly. And that's those are the kind of mistakes that you can't make against this Warriors team. And I mean, the Warriors proved a lot. They just swept they <laughs> the Mavericks. They made them look dumb. Yeah. Like, gentlemen, no, they, they should have swept them. Gentlemen swept. Gentlemen sweep. They should have swept them. It's a sweep. It's they all, made them look so yeah, bad. Yeah, it's how it always happens. I I don't know why I decided to go against the Warriors going into the finals. I should have known better. But I think this series is going to be perfect because you have a team with all the experience and a team with literally none. Yeah. Zero experience in the finals. So it's all going to no. Celtics and six. Celtics have... No one on the Celtics has any finals experience. Zero games on yeah. any of the team. Jalen Brown... Tatum, Smart, Al Horford, and everyone else is like, and none of the other other guys have any. Well, speaking of Al Horford, it's his first NBA final in 15 season and like 141 career playoff games later. It's his first and it's ever NBA final. Yeah, it's the most that a player's ever had to wait before ever. First, yeah, the many games, yeah, the most games played in a playoffs without going without going to the finals, yeah, which is insane. That was that many games in that long, but it's going to make for a great finals. I think, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to say Warriors in six. No. Steph's just another I I want to say Celtics in seven. Steph's a beast. Oh, Steph is a beast. I will give him that. Steph Curry is one of the best basketball players around right now. I, I just I don't would, think... I would disagree. He is the best basketball player there he's is the right now. He's the best player left in the finals. In the finals, yeah. In the finals. Yeah, he's, a lot, he's the best player... Right now on both teams. On, on both teams. And and honestly, the Warriors have the two best players on both teams. Anthony Davis and... Anthony Davis? Not Davis. Anthony Davis. Clay Andrew Thompson. Wiggins? Clay Thompson. Okay, I was going to say. I was like... Clay Thompson. And I mean, I'm picking hairs here with Clay Thompson and... Um, Draymond? No, 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 no. From the Celtics. Um... Dylan Brown, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Okay. I'm picking hairs between them two yeah. guys. It could be 2A and 2B. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's such a clear discrepancy yeah. from one down. You have two of the greatest shooters on one team. Correct. Of all time. Correct. On one team. Yes. And then again, an, one of the greatest, I'm not going to say greatest defensive players ever because I don't think Draymond is. I think he's a great defensive player of this generation. I'm not going to say ever because I don't think he is. But. That's what I think this finals is going to come down to is how you handle your defense because the Warriors are a team who runs around. They literally just run around and throw the ball at each other and run around and pass and pass and pass. Um, the one thing we and have going for us is we're young on the Celtics, but it's still it's just something the Warriors have we do supposedly do have the best defense. And you the and NBA. you saw oh, and we have you, one of them, but also I mean, so don't the Warriors. I think also, they're. In the top five. When you when you see when you watch the Heat series, when they pass the ball, I think eight or nine plus times, their scoring percentage went up. Yeah. Because we can't keep up with someone that throws the ball all around. We can get we can play man on man, but when when you're chucking the ball around and, and, and posting like screens defense. and stuff yeah. like that, you can't keep up with that. And then when they drop back in bucket threes, it's especially when you have Steph Curry who can sink a three from half court without thinking about it. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to we're hopefully lucky that maybe at least one of the Splash Brothers will have an off day shooting. 
both threes and just anything else. So it's going to be a great series, but I'm going to say Warriors in six. That's me. I don't. I hate to say it. I want to say Celtics in seven. You want to say it, but the Warriors are so good at home. I don't think we'll steal a game at home. I know they're so good at home, but I think we can. I don't know. And then I want to say something really funny. Can we just talk about Kyrie and KD leaving the Warriors and the Celtics three years ago to build something special in Brooklyn? And they got swept out in the first round. Well, you think about it. These two teams are organic. Steph, Draymond, Clay. They're all built through the draft. All built through the draft and they stayed home. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Built all drafted, draft. built through the draft. I mean, and you obviously have like the other I mean, players, you, you, but you, you trade yeah. for you but trade your for main Al, you... core is all homegrown. We traded for Robbie Williams, right? Or did we draft for Robbie Williams? No, Robert Williams is drafted. drafted. Yeah. Al Horford was free agent and came back, and then you know, you know Andrew, Andrew Wiggins is but Jordan Poole, Gary Payton Jr. I know he's hurt, but he said he might be coming back. Daniel Tice. All, Daniel Tice. Like these are all like this is such an organic team on both sides, and it's very interesting. It's not like. They didn't um, build a super team. They no, drafted a super exactly. team. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. the difference. And I think it's great that we have these teams in the final. So I'm very excited for it. I'm excited that's our first time back since 2010. Yeah, since we lost to Kobe in his last R. championship R. one. So I think it's kind of fitting. So it we'll is. see. We've made it really, really close a lot of times. And we just haven't been able to pull that trigger. And we were I able know. to last night. Yeah, but that score came down. And guess you guess how- you were asleep, and I was still checking the score until that game was over. You went on a weird, just a weird thing. What was Kobe Bryant's number? Twenty-four. Well, he had eight, and then second one was twenty-four. How old is Jason Tatum? Twenty-four. 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 I don't know. I think that was just kind of weird in my mind. I'm just like, oh, all right. I mean, maybe Kobe was gifting a little magic to Tatum. <laughs> Who knows? But whatever. We're in the finals, and you know, what? I hope we do win because I would love to go to the parade. Fire up. So. The, yes, but here's my question not to pick on Michelle Wu. Will Michelle Wu tweet out? Whoa. Deuce. Yeah. Jason Tatum's son is four. Deuce, two. Two times four, eight. Oh my God, okay. Kobe's with us. We're doing it. Doink math. Yeah, but will Michelle Wu tweet out, fire up the duck boats? Or is she going to be uncool? No, no matter what, duck boats are a must. Yeah, whenever, yes. whenever a Boston sports team wins a championship, quack, it's quack, always motherfuckers. a duck boat. Yes, but will she understand? <laughs> Except duck when boat. the Patriots win, you can't go over the ice. Yeah, It's no, fucking still, February. Yeah. Well, you just drive the streets. Let's be honest. When are we getting into the Patriots ring? We got a rebuild, baby. In terms of years? We're starting to sound like the Jets. No, Jets, Jets if are you, really So bad. if you think about it, if you think about it, yes, Tom Brady pretty much was our team. Tom Brady was a phenomenal quarterback for us. Mac Jones had his first rookie year. I know Dave's rolling his eyes. Eight years. Dave is, he's loading up the, the comeback yep, gun. Yep. Eight years until we actually I'm, legitimate I'm Super just, yeah. I'm just going to let you finish. But, but it, Mac Jones has rookie year. Mac Jones somewhat learned how our organization works. I know we're not getting a Super Bowl ring this year. I'd probably say give it five more years. You're never seeing another Super Bowl in New England. Once Mac Jones is close enough to his potential, Bill Belichick's retiring. And there goes your Super Bowl runs. Those Super Bowls were all predicated on having a good core structure. Yeah. Okay? You want to say Tom Brady was this great quarterback? 
the first three Super Bowls, first three Super Bowls were all defense. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady put them in positions to kick game-winning field goals. The only only Super Bowl I will give Tom Brady any credit for is the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl because that was a shootout. Mm -hmm. That's the only one. Then the second half of the career, what did they do? They went out and got him weapons to make him Super Tom. Whether it was Randy Moss in the Super Bowl that they lost, whether it was Wes Welker, whether it was Julian Edelman, whether it was Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, whether it was the Atlanta Falcons choking away a fucking lead that they had no business. Mm-hmm. Who'd you just R.I.P. for? Aaron Hernandez. Are you fucking kidding me? R.I.P. R.I.P. You want to yes, R.I.P. Yes, I know he's a terrible person, but you know. Oh my God. I don't wish ill on the dead. Just don't say anything. Yeah, just keep that one to yourself. <laughs> I, no. traded, I traded in my jersey because I had an Aaron yeah. Hernandez jersey. I, yeah. traded I didn't even in. buy one. No, well, I, this was before when everything was happened, player. and then they allowed you to trade it yeah. in, and I got a Vince Wilfork. <laughs> How long that last? And then I had to trade that in again. But the thing is, is I don't see the Patriots. New England sports fans have been very spoiled, and the idea that and the idea that sports either. didn't start in this era or in this area until. 2000. That's not true. It is is a real big thought process of a lot of New England sports fans. You may not think it, but it is a huge process because you don't. Nobody brings up Buckner anymore. Nobody brings up Drew Desmond Howard or Drew Bledsoe. No. Oh, oh, you. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. sorry. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Nobody brings that stuff up anymore. No. As soon as as soon as they won that first championship, and That's then what was it. then the. Then the Red Sox won theirs, and then the Bru- the Celtics won theirs, and the Bruins won theirs. Yeah. It just became like a mecca like, of Do you not remember the Celtics in the 80s and Correct. then the Bruins in the 70s? And yes, my grandfather went to the 1985 Super Bowl where the Patriots lost to the Bears. Yeah, like, yeah, they lost, but still. The Bears. But like, it's, just one, it's just one of those things where I truly, I truly believe that if Belichick sees the writing on the wall, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done. I don't know if they can build with Mac Jones. I really don't. I think they can be a competitive team. Yeah. And I think they can win the AFC East because it's all dependent upon, like, health. Like, yeah. if Josh Allen gets hurt, the Bills have nothing. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. All right. The, and they the, don't the, have Mitchell Trubisky the, anymore in backup. No, he's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. The 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 um the, the Jets have nothing. Jets are never the, anything. The Dolphins are banking on Tua and a guy no. who he who he's going to underthrow all the time in fucking Tyreek Hill, okay? And don't forget, the AFC West loaded up this year. Not one team loaded up. All four mm-hmm. teams are loaded this year. Mm-hmm. The Chargers became the Super Chargers because they fucking got everybody. Their defense is fucking... The Raiders went out and got Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. okay? Chiefs are the Chiefs, and... The Broncos got the, Russ. The Broncos, the Broncos got, got Russell Russ. Westbrook. Wilson. Oh, Wilson, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like, they're all fucking super teams out there now all of a sudden. So... Like you gotta look, you gotta look at the rest of the divisions. Yeah, and a lot of these teams, Kansas City is not old. Kansas City can keep this going for a few mm-hmm. more years. Travis Kelsey's only what 30, 29? Yeah, he's and then young. Patrick Mahomes is only like twenty seven. Yeah, he's really young. And then you, and then you have the running backs who was a rookie either last year. Edward no, Solaire. Yeah, yeah, not last year, but the year before. We so he's in his third year. I, I really, I, I just don't foresee any championships. Anywhere I don't see a championship. Close. I say eight years until we're potentially a perennial playoff and or Super Bowl no, team. No, they're a perennial playoff team yeah. right now. They're a playoff team now. Because, again, like I said, all it takes is one injury. That's if true. If Josh Allen gets hurt or one of his weapons gets hurt, it changes the Buffalo Bills if Josh, dramatically. If Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs get hurt, 
that it, changes it the changes team. the Bills. Okay, so they're a playoff team because they can go. I think the Patriots are anywhere from an eight to an eleven win team every year. Okay, yeah, they get four wins automatically. Well, they should because of the Jets, Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah. Even though they kind of choked some of those games away last year. Well, let's be honest, they're a two and two team because they always give away to the Jets, not the Jets, the, the Dolphins, Dolphins, no matter so, what. So they're three and one because they should sweep the Jets. The yeah, Jets we are should sweep the Jets. Well, what I'm saying two and two is, I mean, they give away their Gillette game against the Dolphins too. So they they get swept yeah, by the no, Dolphins. No, no. They sweep the Jets. No, I know that was last year. Like traditionally, it hasn't been that way. Traditionally, traditionally it's we at least a, split with yeah, Miami. they split with Miami and they. Blow out the Jets because we always lose in Miami. Yeah, last year they lost in both. both I know. And crazy. usually it's a split with Buffalo. Hey, at least your team isn't ranked the worst team on ESPN's power rankings. Really? Fucking Bears are the worst team on ESPN's power rankings. They are thirty-two out of thirty-two. Wow. They are lower than the Jets. They're wow. lower than the Jags. Yes, they're lower than. Everybody. I think they're looking at the prospects of the Jags, but That's still, what? How are they lower than the Jets? Worst team in the NFL. Lower than the Texans? Lower than everybody. Who do the Texans have? Doesn't matter. They're 32 of 32. I want to see this this list. How did we get on to football? Celtics. Celtics. Okay. Championships. Duck boats. Because I'm curious to be like... Well, Jason Tater won the first ever Larry Bird ECF MVP. Yeah, and then um, you had... Um, Steph Curry, Curry when the Magic, the Johnson. Magic Johnson won. Yeah, which they, I think it's interesting. They've adding. renamed them all. Yeah. What did Marcus Smart win? Wasn't it defensive, defensive player of the year? Which he had that in the bag. He's yeah. that good. Especially when you have a, a guard like you that. You look at the power rankings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it give the it a little snippet as to why? No, they were 32 as of uh, two or three weeks ago. They were 32. Oh. So this one came out March 28th. In the yeah, no. No, you got to come to a more recent ESPN one, buddy. Power rankings, NFL, May. And I want to see it's if they have a little ESPN snippet or NFL.com. It's one of the two. May 16th, 2022. Offseason 1 through 32. Alrighty. Let's go down to the bottom. I want to see the description. 32. Carolina Panthers. It, I'm telling you. Bears were ranked 32. This I got was, the email from. This one was May 16th, 2022. So this was two weeks ago. Let me find my email. Unless I just I already trashed Carolina it. Carolina Panthers twenty eight. Atlanta Falcons twenty nine uh thirty one. Detroit Lions thirty. Jets twenty nine. Houston Texans twenty eight. Seahawks twenty seven. Jags twenty six. Giants twenty five. Bears twenty four. No. They were much lower than that. Hold on. I have the email, so Minnesota Vikings twenty three. Washington How? Commanders twenty two. Steelers twenty one. Saints 20, Cardinals 19, Dolphins 18, wow. Browns 17, Holy shit. Eagles 16. Yeah. Top half, baby. Hey, I, Patriots I've, been wearing, I've been wearing that Eagles hat. No matter how much I'm like, this is kind of a cardinal sin. I like that hat. Colts are at 14, Raiders are 13, Broncos 12, Titans 11, Ravens 10, Niners at 9, Cowboys at 8, Chargers 7, Bengals at 6, Packers at five, Chiefs at four, Bucks at three, Rams at two, Bills at one. Well, all right. I'm very interested in the Eagles this year. I know we're kind of going all around, but I'm very interested in the Eagles this year because of their draft. I'm so excited for all of our teams, no matter even if the prospects don't look great. Here we are. Okay. 
Seth Walder put out the 2022 Power Index ratings and rankings, which had the ESPN, Bears at FPI dead last. 32. 32 of 32. ESPN ranks Chicago Bears dead last. Does it FPI say why? At a minus 13.2. What's yeah. the reason? What was the reason? So the reasoning behind this is FPI is defined by the measure of the team's strength to at least be the best predicator for team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FPI represents how many points above or below average a team is projected. There's 10,000 simulations ran and results of date and scheduled. So they are ranking the Bears offense as the 31st offense in the NFL with a negative 11.1 FPI. The worst offense is the Falcons at 11.7 negative. They're ranking them the 30th worst, uh, 30th best defense. So that means the third worst defense with an FPI of negative 2.1. A combined negative FPI of 13.2 puts them as the worst team in the NFL. Wow. Boom. <laughs> so they have yikes. the Pats at 15 at a plus 2.2 and the Eagles at 18 at a minus not point one. Fuck. There's always room for improvement. That means guess what? Though. I am, I am a hundred and thirty percent worse than the Eagles. There is no way you can get any worse. Nope. When you're dead last on an FPI unless, basis, well, unless offense goes to thirty second best and defense goes to thirty second best, then you can. But get we're a still dead last. Yeah. yeah. So there's only <laughs> there's only improvement. Only, only up, up from yep. here. Pathetic. Bears Super Bowl fifth uh Super Bowl sixty champions. <laughs> no. Um they're pl- it is truly all dependent upon what the team is going to do with fields. That's yeah. true. Trade him for Derek Carr. Uh they missed that opportunity. The Raiders have a new t- uh quarterback. They missed that opportunity. Raiders have a new quarterback, they, it's Colin Kaepernick. They missed that opportunity. They missed that opportunity when they traded for Cleo Mack. That's true. I said that before. I'll continue to repeat it. If you're going to make the trade, if you're going to make the play for Mac, and you want to make yourself a contender, you should have made the play to get Mac and Carr, and just you already unloaded your entire draft mm-hmm. to to get the guy who was Khalil Mack, and then you unloaded your entire draft to get the guy who was supposed to be Justin Fields, and you unloaded your draft to get the guy who was supposed to be Mitchell Trubisky. So you should have just unloaded the everything and gone after Derek Carr as well as Khalil Mack at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it should have been. All right. On to bigger and better things. National Hockey League. My goodness. Still not done. Like I said, we have a game. We do. Game seven tonight. Rangers. Hurricanes. I'd like to see the Rangers advance. I would too. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. Um, But Carolina has been so good at home. They have. So good at home. It's scary. Undefeated at home on winning on the road. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Just a weird, weird balance right there. Um, I do I do feel like whoever gets out of this series is going to run into a fucking buzzsaw. What is Tampa Bay on? Like, I thought Florida was going to put up something. Mm-hmm. They got blown yeah. out. Didn't they get shut out twice in that series? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they got shut out twice. The last game of the series was 2 nothing, And I believe there was another game in the series which was like 3 nothing. I'm going to pull it up right now. Go to the wonderful app. So, full series. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. They got shut out once. 2 nothing to end the series. But they lost 4-1, 2-1, Like, they got blown out. Florida, the the uh, President's Cup winning Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. blown out by... Th- now, a team going for three in a row. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's going for three in a row. Three in a row. I feel like when you think of hockey, you don't think of it... I mean, obviously, any sport can have it, but I feel like hockey is one of the harder sports, kind of like football, too. To repeat the way that we're seeing Tampa Bay do it. It's insane. It is. It's truly insane. What's even more insane is the matchup we're getting in the Western Conference. Connor McDavid versus Nathan McKinnon. And I know it's the Avalanche versus the Oilers. But it's my Connor McDavid versus Nathan McKinnon. My God. Probably the two best young players in the NHL. Yeah. And in the Flames Oilers series, the Flames took game one nine to six. And then did not win a game after that. Yeah, and don't forget they w- they won that game nine to six only because the Oilers came back and tied it at six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were down six one, and then they just woke up, and then the beast never went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. McDavid took over the series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely took over his overtime winner to to send the Flames packing. In game five, this man is cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I hope the Oilers and Avalanche go seven. Oh, my God. I hope they go seven, but it's going to be very tough. Yeah. Very tough. I mean, have you looked at the the, sat, the stats for the Oilers? They had two guys with 26 points. They had the leading scorer in Evander Kane with 12 goals. McDavid and Drysdale both have 19 assists. Connor McDavid has a plus 19 in the fucking yeah. playoffs. In, I think, and three Edmonton players are in the top three. You have yeah. McDavid, Nurse, and CeCe. Yeah. 19, 11, and 9. And yeah. same thing. There's two of them in goals. Kane has 12. Hyman has 8. And then with points, the top, yeah, like you said. And then Kane is fifth at 15. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you think there's going to be goalies in this series? like, Or do you think they're just going to be spray? Like, what do you think? God. It's going to be spray, like, goals everywhere. So I'm going to I'm gonna put this out there. There's going to be at least a couple of games where we have at least five to six goals on each side. And then there will be one nothing games, 2 nothing games, 2-1 games. It's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. Who are they pairing against who? Mm-hmm. McKinnon had a good series. Um just now against the Blues, but when they paired him up against, I think it's O'Reilly, um, Mc- McKinney went quiet mm-hmm. because of the bigger body. Yeah, I don't know if the Avalanche have anybody to pair up against McDavid. It's scary how good McDavid is. Yeah, I mean, he's last year's MVP winner. He's probably winning the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. He's won the points championship, I think, the last three or four seasons. Like, the, the kid's incredible mm-hmm. absolutely incredible and i mean i want to highlight mckinnon's hat trick game but the fucking avalanche lost that game in overtime mm-hmm. like the coast to coast hat trick uh the goal that he scored to actually yeah. give himself the hat trick he went mm-hmm. up against five defenders to score yeah. that goal and the and the other thing is is the avalanche advanced without their top line scoring anything in the final game it was all other players. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys! It wasn't Landis Gog. Yeah. It wasn't McKinnon. It wasn't um, Nissan Kadir. It wasn't any of those guys. It was 
role players who scored the goals, mm-hmm. who advanced them. I mean, the goalies, the goalie for um, the Blues, losing Bennington was huge. I mean, the Blues probably advance if if Bennington doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. get hurt. So, um, but either way, the Western Conference Finals is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And when does that start? Tomorrow? Uh, Western Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals will start. Game one is tomorrow in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What I would what I would do to go to one of those games? Yeah, yep. Go to Colorado. Go to Edmonton. All right. Think about this: the Avalanche leading point person is Nathan McKinnon with thirteen. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid has nineteen assists. Just assists. Nineteen. How's this? Vander Kane has twelve goals, but McKinnon has thirteen points. Let's think about that. That's wrap, wrap your head around that insanity. This series is going to be out of this freaking world, and I'm so ready for it. Connor McDavid has a plus nineteen. His plus minus is plus nineteen. That means he scores five on five. He does not. Sc- he he scores on the power play. But he scores five on five. He makes that mm-hmm. much of a difference five on five. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary good. And I and and the thing is I think I think Tampa Bay's ticket's pretty much punched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they I mean, unless they come be, out cold. Unless they come out cold. It, that's the flat. thing. Because the Rangers and the Hurricanes, no matter who comes out of that series, are beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've beaten the hell out of each other all series. Yeah. So it all really depends on does Tampa come out of the box cold? If they go down to nothing, which I know won't happen, nah. it's going to be a tough hill to climb. If they go up to nothing, the series is over. Yeah. Yeah. Series if they ever go up two games, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't come back from that. No. Nope. Um, baseball, my team sucks. Red Sox are starting to get a little bit better. Yeah. Trevor Story had a fucking incredible May. Yeah, he was the player of the week or something like that. For yeah. Weeks. He had a grand slam. He had a, I think, a three-homer night. He had five or six homers in the stretch against the Mariners. He had, I think, in just May, nine home runs. He had a grand slam. Had a grand slam. Mm-hmm. He had multiple three-runners, multiple two-runners. Yesterday's game against the Orioles, they just, everybody hit home runs. Rafi hit one. Bobby hit one. Um... What's his face? Franchi hit his first ever grand slam, his first ever walk off home run, in his first ever home run in extra innings, in the Red Sox first extra innings win of the year, to walk off against the Mariners. That was a Saturday afternoon walk off against the Mariners, I believe. Tenth inning. Yes. Grandy. Um. On two strikes, 0-2, two, two out, hits the Grand Slam. And so now um, there are only two games under 500. They're now only two games under 500. Yes. I think they're still in the bottom of the barrel in the AL East. Either that or they flipped with Baltimore after this series because they've played four and they've yeah. won three. We're second, we're second to last in the we're division. We're second to last because yeah. we flipped with the Orioles this series. Yeah. So, but I mean, hey, we're not at the bottom. So. The Yankees are terrifying. <laughs> The Dodgers are terrifying. Mm. Oakland's 10 the Angels games. are terrifying. Oakland's 10 games on the 500. 
they have a pitcher going today who's 5 and 0 with a 1.7 ERA. The A's have 20 total wins and this guy has 5 of them. <laughs> so today bodes well. Yep. Even though they're playing the Astros who are terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, come on Paul Blackburn. Let's go. Let's keep this going. It's having a good year. But I mean, he's facing Valdez and I'm pretty sure Oakland's lineup isn't going to do shit against Valdez. As you know, it's Oakland's lineup. I mean, it's not even fair. The fucking team that they're fielding. Man, I remember last year at first base, we had Matt Olson. <laughs> at third base, we had Matt Chapman. And now his payroll is exactly or more what the entire team Rosters. is. Yeah. Yep. What's your first and third baseman now? First baseman is Christian Betancourt, and third baseman is Kevin Smith, and not the director. I don't know who either of those people I was are. Gonna say, you like, don't know James Tyler Bob. Bob. No, I'm saying no, the, oh, the okay. baseball players. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't, don't know the James director either. Bob, you have a problem. Yeah, oh, James I probably Bob, should have had Degrassi on that list. Fudge. Oh, yeah, because Drake. That's Six coming God. tomorrow. You know that, right? That show's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, the reboot comes out tomorrow? Meredith. The episode of Dunkology. Color commentary. We love My God, you. a top five for the Astros: Altuve, Altuve Brantley, 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 Alvarez, and Gariel. Who do yeah. they got pitching today? Ace Paul Blackburn. He's five. No, now. the the Astros. Oh, Astros have Valdez. <laughs> yeah, Framber Valdez. Oh, uh, it's um, that's Framber is the one that rocks the baby, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, he irritates the absolute shit out of me. I hate watching Framber. Well, pitch. Uh, oh well. Hmm. At least my memorial positive day vibes. Good. Yes, yeah. positive vibes. <laughs> positive juju. My goodness. All right. Looks like we've covered everything. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's go home. Let's go home. So we are uh, home. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. As always, we appreciate all the feedback that you guys give. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to us on our social media. You know you can find this podcast everywhere, including Pluto. So, everywhere. everywhere. We are everywhere. Um, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. I have been Meredith. I have been Michaela. We have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. Doinks out. <laughs>